He has never allowed us to beg or borrow. It is by his means, by his grace that we are being sustained. It's by his grace that we are continuing to provide for us. He never allowed us to feel the impact of this economic hardship. He has continually provided for us. He has continually shielded us against the terror that is happening all over the world. He has continually protected us. Insecurity in Nigeria is all over the state. No, no state is secure anymore. But God has continually protected us. We have never recorded any laws of a child in this place. Where there are children that are far and near in other states. God continually provides for them, protect them. We just appreciate this God. Because it is, it, is, it is by grace of God that one is going out and coming in, in Nigeria now. If, if it is not bandit, it is Boko Haram. If it is not bandit, it is the unknown government. If it, if it is not unknown government, we are also in Yoruba fighting one place. They, they are fighting one place or the other. And they, have, they will cause chaos in every place. If not, we hear that some cold boys are fighting and they cause chaos. God has continually protected us. He has continually shielded us. He has continually preserved us. Let's give him all the glory. Let's give him all the honor. Let's thank him. Let's protect. Let's appreciate the Holy Because it is by, it's by privilege that we are we are sustaining. We are sustaining. Let's appreciate this game. Father, we thank you, Lord. We bless your name, Lord. As a people, we have come to thank you, Lord. As various family represented here, we have come to thank you. We have come to appreciate your holy name. Father, we bless your holy name, Lord. Take all the glory. Take all the honor. Take all the adoration. In Jesus' mighty name, we are giving thanks. Let's declare our seats in the presence of God. Let's have our seats. Let's bring out our books and Bible and Bible. Because our God has has come to teach us once more this morning. Because our God is ever teaching us. He's building us. Because our God is the one that builds men. He doesn't want us to be in ignorance. He doesn't want us to be cheated out of the things of his life. Because devil is out there to cheat men. He's there to want to enslave men by their ignorance. He's there to want to deceive men. The same thing he did to Adam and Eve, he's still doing it today. The same thing he suggested to Jesus Christ in the wilderness, he's still doing it to people. He's still, he's still enticing people with with all kinds of temptation. But as well, if you are well, if you are knowledgeable, if you are well grounded in the word of God, the devil cannot do you anything. 
they cannot deceive you because you have the word to reply, to reply whatever it means. Because what, what Jesus Christ used in applying the devil in the wilderness was the word of God. And the word is what also sanctifies us. Is the one that will sustain us. Is the one that will cause us to move on. Is the one that will lift us up. Even in the times of challenges. Sometimes we may be worried. Sometimes our, our hearts may be troubled. Sometimes will be the one that say, oh, what can I do? This, this challenge is. Oh, what can I do? How can I escape? But when the word of God comes, you will sustain you. Sometimes I used to be worried. Sometimes, sometimes I used to be troubled. But each time I'm being troubled like that, the Holy Spirit will just send a song to me. I'll not be singing that song. As I sing that song, and I'll be looking at the meaning of those songs. I'll be looking at the meaning of those songs. As I look at the meaning of the message of those songs, and those messages will be to those messages of that song being to be to, be to minister to me. I'll be my my then my my trouble will just disappear. I'll say, oh, this is what God said. Oh, this uh, this is what God is saying through this song. Our God will send your word to you in the because His word is the one that will comfort you from all your troubles. You see a lot of people that have high blood pressure and their heart is being troubled. Well, how do they get to that stage of high blood pressure? It's because when they were being troubled and maybe when God sent the word to them, they couldn't receive it. They couldn't understand it. And they, nobody was there to comfort them. I used to run a mini counseling session in my office. Marriage counseling session. Most people come to our court. They say they will, they will say they want to divorce their wife. I don't. They will come to say they want to divorce their husband. But after I, I have some counseling with them. You see, and they are going to ask them questions. And they begin to tell the stories of what they are going through. As I begin to cancel them. They, when they go home, they will, the matter will be settled. And they will never come back to again. Say no, they Many like that. In fact, if they send any of them come, if the first one I ask them, if I ask them, are you still staying together? Or they are separated? If they say they are staying together, I know that they will definitely set you. At least 80% sure they will set you. Because you want after, after having such counseling, after listening to them, they went, once they just go home, they will never come back to say they want to divorce again. 
praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What we need is the because why why is it when they were going through such challenges, their heart will have been troubled. Some people develop hypertension from that. Some people develop high blood pressure. And some people never even get themselves for life. And what what is the reward? Why why are they having such problem? Because lack of knowledge. Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. That is why God has taken out this year. To be, to be giving us teach one teaching after the other. So that we will be well grounded. Please, all this teaching we have been taking every Sunday. Please, always endeavor to go back to them. And read them, or you go through them. Because that is where, that is how you became knowledgeable. Then you'll be able to stand all the challenges of life. There's nobody that is not challenged. There's nobody that is not challenged. But how we respond to it is what matters. Is how we respond to it is what matters. How do you respond to it? It's what you know that you use in responding to it. It is what you know that we use in responding to the Today I was I was I was just doing minding my business last week Sunday. And God gave me a topic for today. I quickly wrote it down. Because I always get my message, I always prefer for my message, maybe on Friday, Saturday. That's why we always. But this one, the message came on Sunday. That this is what you have to teach the people. I people wrote it down. This is what you have to teach them. And what is the teaching the Lord said we should teach the people today? It's a teaching that I don't even like to teach people. Because when you teach people, it's just teaching. People will always be that you are saying bring money, bring money. <laughs> that is all those people always seek. It's bring money, bring money. That's what is teaching them. I don't like always teaching it. Because the devil always likes to misinterpret the message. To the people and turn it to bring money, bring money. That's all you want to bring money. What is the teaching today? The Lord said we will teach about giving. Giving. He gave us the topic. Giving the way to abundance in the kingdom business. Giving the way to abundance in kingdom business. How do you amount to abundance? Because Bible says there is it that scattered. And Bible says it's wise. 
But it's if I did that what I will tell more than that is needed. And Bible said those who are they are foolish. Giving the way to abundance. If you want to live, if you want if you don't want to experience lack in your life, always give. Always give. And if you can if you continually give. You wonder how what how your giving will be what will be supplied. Giving the way to abundance. Nothing that is under your care should be above giving. Then nothing should, nothing should be too big for you to give. Nothing should be too big for you to give. Is it your house? Is it your food? Is it your money? Is it your time? Is it your talent? Nothing should be too big to give to God. If you go through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there's nowhere, there's nowhere, there's anyone, there's no one that is a giver that lacks. Giving is the way to abundance in life. One day, Abraham, God asked Abraham. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. Genesis chapter 22, verse 2. God asked Abraham to give his son. And this is a son that he waited for 25 years to get. And God asked him to give that particular son. And God made as the Abraham, Isaac, the one you that son that you love it. Because uh, Abraham had other children as well. He has Ishmael as well. He can decide to say, Ishmael is my son too. I said, because God just said, yeah, give me your son. But God said, no. Isaac is what I want. And God and Abraham obeyed. And he got himself a covenant that is more than Isaac. He got himself a covenant that is more than Isaac. God said that because of this your obedience, He said, oh, He said, through you shall all the generation of the earth be blessed. He said, by you shall all the generations of the earth be blessed. That's why we can claim, everybody say, you can lay claim to the Abrahamic blessing. You can say, oh, we are the spiritual sons of Abraham. As a result of one obedience. Giving is the way to abundance. 
Sometimes giving can apply to be foolish. In the, in the eyes of many people. Because in the, in the common sense of wisdom of men, it's those that gather to themselves. Yeah, it's the people that the world consider to be wise. Is the one is the one the world considered to be wise. But those ones that just scatter us. People say ah, you are foolish. He just do for like Christmas. He just asking people money. When should you take care of your own the wise? They are forgetting that the wisdom of God can never be compared to the the foolishness of God can never be compared to the wisdom of men. Giving is the word to abundance. Pastor, David Abiyo shared the testimony. He said when he was, when, he when he was in the university. He said, he said, he said in, his, in, his, in his room where he was staying, he said a lot of students will come and stay with him. They will buy food for them. All of them will be eating together. But uh, they will say, Brad David is good. Brad David is good. He's the one that is buying food for all of us. But there's one, one particular guy. One that will bring his own food. You come and hide it under his clothes. Gary Bread, you hide it under his clothes. When everybody has slept in the night, he will not bring out his own food and eat But he asked that where are those people today? They are vanished into the air like nobody. But he that is given, that was given to them then, his name continued to rise. So it is not foolishness to give. You may think it is foolishness. Bible says, cast your bread upon the waters. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. Ecclesiastes chapter 1, chapter 11, verse 1 to 3. He said, cast your bread upon the waters. For you shall find it after many days. Cast your bread upon the waters. How can you see a water that is flowing? And Bible says you cast your bread upon it. That the water should carry it. That you shall find it after many That means there is a mystery in the in giving. Because after you have cast your bread upon the water, something will bring it back to you. Bible said, he that lend that to the poor. He that lend that to the poor. He that give it to the poor, sorry. He that give it to the poor. Lend that to the Lord. And those, and those things, and those things that he has given, will the Lord, will the Lord pay him back? 
He said, I give evil to the poor, lend it to the Lord. And what he has given, the Lord will pay him back. And when God wants to give you what you have paid back, He can't give you exactly the same thing. Because according to Bible, according to the word of God, Bible recommended interest. Bible talks about interest. The, 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 the unfaithful servant. Jesus told him. You should have given my talent to the Oh, that when I come back, then I will collect my own with history. I will collect it with interest. The Bible talks about interest. Bible talks about interest. About tithing. It talks about to repay what you lent to him. He will, he will give you in abundance. If you want to live in abundance, learn to give. In my former compound, his first bear has slapped you out. They have a lot of people that are struggling there. So I used to give to them so much. The day I told my one of my neighbors that I'm, I'm packing out of this house. I'm moving away from this house. The woman was shedding tears. That ah, Raju, you are living. Who will be helping me now? She, be, she was crying. He that landed to the poor. Give it, either give it to the poor, lend it to the Lord, and that you are the Lord giving back. When you give to those around you, you are using you are you are using you are using them as a stepping stone to higher ground. You think it is foolishness? That you see some pastor just gather people that are not their children. And they are giving them scholarship. 
And they are giving them money to take care of them. You think it is foolishness? It is not foolishness. It's because God is what? God, they have, they have understand the principle of giving. They have understand the principle of giving. That's why you see that you gather children of other, other people. And give them scholarship. People say, uh, this pastor is Bumbo. He just uses his money to be given scholarship. And give some people uh, money to be taking care of their family. And even applies some people as pastors. As pastor, I have been praying there. I have been praying I have been but I will say the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Because those pastors have understand the principles of giving. And you look at those pastors that are engaging in that. They have people that they are giving scholarships. And they have a lot other pastors. I say, oh, you are a pastor. Can you be working at church? You just clean the church. So on Sunday you pray, I will bring you salary. And the pastor will be paying from his own pocket. I said, your own is just prayer warrior, don't be praying for the church. I will be paying your salary. Your children will be will put your children in school. Do you think sometimes you may think it's foolishness? Yeah, I can a pastor employ another pastor. That will be the shadow of the person that will be shadow. I will pray you. I will pray you. I will pray you. But when you understand the principle of giving, you know that it is wisdom that is surpassed all human understanding. If you want to live in abundance, learn to give. Learn to give. You may think your giving is foolishness. Let me tell you my personal testimony. Sometimes I give and give and give. I give my last card sometimes. Let me give my testimony. Because I'm the one that takes the money to church. I'm the one that takes the entire office to church. Sometimes I will give my last card. I will not say, say that I'm the one that is taking the money to bank. It says that I can say I will borrow from it. 
You must be ready to give. God said, I teach you about, the, about kings. God said, I teach you about kings giving. Kings giving. That one one king visit another king. The king that is visiting that king. He will bring gifts. Plenty gifts. That will bring to that king. If you want to, want to visit Queen Elizabeth now, for example. Uh, if you want to visit the, if you want to visit the cave in Elizabeth, for example, they will ask you. If not, you get into a Birmingham palace. I say, ah, I want to visit the cave in Elizabeth. They will ask you what have you brought to the What have you brought to the queen? So you must, this time you are visiting a king, you are doing something. If one king wants to visit another king, the king must bring gifts. Queen, queen of Sheba. I am a Sheba. When he wanted to visit King Solomon, the Bible recorded that she brought a lot of sheep, goats, and other things. And he brought it to King towards Solomon. She herself is a queen. And he wanted to go and visit King Solomon. But he brought in a lot of gifts. But when she was going back, Bible record that King Solomon gave her more than what she brought. When King visit King, they used to what? They used they used, to, they used their king, their giving, they used their giving to compare the level of their kingdom. They use their giving to compare the level of their kingdom. When one king bring ten cow for when he visited the king, I brought ten cow. I will be bring I bring ten cows, cows. When the when the he has, he has put the other king under pressure. When that king is sleeping, the other king must make sure that anything is given to the other king. You must make sure that anything is given is equal to that ten cow or more than. Or is more than that. That is to make sure that he got his own kingdom is also strong. You 
know, the Bible says we are all kings and queens. We are also we are priests and kings. You cannot outgive God. You cannot outgive God. When you, when you as a king that God said you are, when you want to give to the kings of kings, when you give him, you have put, you have put God under pressure. He told make sure that he gives you by what is better. Say, God is saying, you are giving me something. Ah, you are giving this thing. People that have understood this principle. They have they have grown in wealth. They have grown in wealth. People, people begin to wonder, ah, is their wealth growing? They don't know that it is in giving. Let's open to Ecclesiastes once again. Ecclesiastes chapter 11. Let's take it from what? Verse 2. He said, give a portion to seven. We give a portion to eight. For thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the cloud be full of rain, they empty themselves upon the earth. And if a tree falleth to the south, or to it falleth to the north, where it falleth, there it will remain. When the blessing of God is to fall upon you, it will remain upon you. There is no body that is changing it. No body that is stopping it. And when God is to uplift your level, as he has uplifted my level so until we say as he uplifted my level two years ago, I gave you my testimony now. That how I used to give my last card and eventually followed. And they are But God said, No, my son. Stop that. I'll take you above that. You are from now on, don't do that again. And from then, I'll never have cause to, to borrow money again. There is no offering that I want to give that will be last card because the abundance, there is always extra. God will take us to a realm of abundance in the mind of Jesus. He will take us to a realm of abundance in the mind of Jesus. He said, God is the king of kings. You can never outgive him. When you give him something, he will, he will, he will, he will embarrass you with giving. Yeah, when you decide to, then you decide to give to the Lord. The, the Lord will multiply it and give it to you. Back. 
Let's look at other principles of financial abundance. How to grow financially. Some people will be wondering, how is this person doing it? Uh, this person is always having money. How is he always? I've never missed before for one Sunday, I've never met you before. Every Sunday, I'm coming to church. Even before I become a pastor. And there's no time I come to church that I've not bring off with. There's no Sunday I come to church that I've not have more something to give. No Sunday. No, there's no Sunday. There's no even there's no gathering. What I mean. Some that have come to that not have something to do. That have not have something to drop us off. Why? Why are we always in that? Why? Let me tell you that we are going to teach ourselves how to be in financial abundance. All the time. So that you not be as if you have money today, I have money to Oh uh, yeah, he's eating today, tomorrow is hungry. Uh, he's paying elsewhere today, he cannot pay elsewhere. Number one way of of what? Having I have six kids here to financial abundance. Number one, you will obedience. Where our obedience stops is where our blessing stops. Where our obedience stops is where our, our abundance of blessing stops. You must, ever, must continually obey God. You must continually obey God. Because your blessing lies in your in his obedience, in your obedience. Another way of having financial abundance. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Exodus chapter 20, verse 12. Exodus. Bible say, honor thy father and thy mother. That thy day may be long. You have a lot of people, they don't give to their parents. I've seen a lot of people that say, ah, my, my mother is a witch. My father is a wizard. I cannot give him money. The, the mother that did not kill when you are small. It's not that we kill you. Bible says we should honor our father and our mother. Giving to our parents is a what is a one of the ways of having financial abundance. I've never seen anybody that constantly give to their parents like always that. I have a, I have a, I have a colleague in the office. He gives his mother. 10,000 every month. And he gives his mother-in-law 10,000 every month. 
It's a salary and as well. But for me, he always give to this and this guy is always in money. And he's always in money. And he's always in money. Even though he's not born again. But he's always having money. These are principles that will work for anybody, whether you are born again or not. That's why you see some people that are not born again, they have money. You see the one that have come, these people are having money. But because they apply principles. Sometimes you see some politicians that are not born again, that they are thieves. But God said, Ah, you want to be the church? They will just go there. They will donate 10 million. And say, Our people will be clapping for them. And they will get to the office and they will be stealing more and commission communication and adultery. And they will see, and they will be having more money. You be the wonder. That's God. God is blessing you. You forget that the other day donated ten million. And you that is coming to church every day, you are not donating anything. And you be the why be the wonder why the politician that is not born again is having money. Because when God, when he is he's tapping into the principle, one of the principles here called the kingdom project principle. He's tapping into that kingdom project. And he's sold into that kingdom project. And when you plant, Surely you reap. He's planting money. Oh, oh, oh. One of other way of having financial abundance is given to our spiritual parents. Give it to spiritual parents. Sometimes. You are giving to your even biological parents and spiritual parents. When giving to them, not that they need. Bishop, we're going to share one testimony. He said, Look at this. I'm a billionaire in any currency. But look at my sons. And my daughters. Sometimes they will bring money and come and give to me. How much they want to give to me that I don't have? But when they are giving me so that they can do what? They can be blessed. They say, I just got this 
For them to be blessed more and more. I'm richer than them in any way. But they are given to me. Not for the Lord because I need it. About a particular woman. First King, Second King, Chapter Four. Second King, Chapter Four. Verse eight to seventeen. This woman always see Elijah going through. Oh, I know Elijah to be a powerful man. this Elijah is always going on Get 
Next year, you have your own son. The woman, and, and as a result of that giving to the spiritual father, Bible record that she have her own son. Giving can always open doors for you. They even have an adage in my language that says, that when, when, you give to, when you give to a man, when you give to a man, no woman say, it's a funny adage. He said, if you give to a man, you give to a man that you are serving it, that one day that man will give you back. Praise the Lord. No, there is no giving that will, that will not go unrewarded. Another way to what to live in a financial abundance is giving to financial, giving to. But it's giving to kingdom projects. Giving to kingdom projects. Bible recorded in First Chronicle chapter 22, verse 2 to 4. Chapter 2, verse 2 to 4. Bible recorded how David gathered a lot of silver, gold, and things of God. Things to build the house of God. And did David die a poor man? No, David died in abundance. There's nobody that gives to kingdom project that will never lack. That will ever lack. There's nobody that gives to kingdom project that will ever lack. And that way of being in financial abundance is to give to the poor around you. And to give to the poor around you. Each time I'm going like this, Sometimes you will just approach me. Brother, please. I want to eat. Just give me money. Babu always want to discourage us. They will say ah, they will use your money for ritual. They will use it against you. So far, you have observed that that person is poor. If you have observed that that person is actually going through terrible times, never hesitate to give to that person. I never want to just approach you and observe that you are in need actually. I put inside my wallet and give to Giving to the poor around is never a waste. Bible recorded in Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 17. He said, that give to the poor. Lend that to the Lord. And that which he has given with the Lord given back. And that way of what? Of attracting blessing to your life is through giving, giving of offering, giving of your offering. Bible record in in Deuteronomy chapter sixteen verse sixteen. 
Deuteronomy chapter 16 verse 16. The Bible says we shall never appear before the Lord empty. That we must always have something in our hands to give. Under weight of financial abundance. His word is paying of our spend our tithes and vows. Paying our tithes and vows. You know that some people make vows and they never know. Maybe they are looking for business. They say, oh God, if you just give me this business. Ah. The profit I make from it, I will divide it to you and give to you. Yeah, they the nobody is there. But the Holy Spirit is on the side, is on the presence. God has said that your prayer. He has said that they are silent conversation. He has said that they are private conversation. And, and God will ensure that we have Paying your tithes and vows is very important. Tithes and vows is very important. It's very important. It's the way that, that brings blessing to our lives. And it is good for our sins. After knowing all this, it is very important we know that your financial success is not complete. And it's not complete. Until we begin to have we begin to sow seed of righteousness. Because when you, you can have money, when you give to God, God will bless you. But you may not make heaven. A lot of rich people may never make heaven. A lot of rich people may never make heaven. That's why when you have given to God, you must make sure that you sow the seed of righteousness as well. We must sow the seed of peace. Bible says we should follow peace with all men. We must follow peace with all men. We must not have grudges with anybody. Even the one they have offended you. Bible says we should forgive. We should forgive them. Provide one of the qualifications of our own forgiveness too. For our own forgiveness also. In the last prayer. But one of the stanzas say, 
He said, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. That means, forgive us as we forgive those who trespass against us. That means, you must also forgive other people. By so, you must follow peace with all men. You must also sow the seed of holiness as well. Because Bible says, be thou holy as by as that thy God is holy. Be thou holy as that your God is holy. You must also sow the seed of love. Because our people sow the seed of money. And they have money. But they never saw the seed of love. People have no, they, they are rich. But they just is. This one is a, is a, is a rich, greedy, stingy man. They never saw the seed of love. They never sow the seed of love. You must sow the seed of love as well. You must be diligent also. Because life, life, life is never complete without our diligence. Because our diligence is what will distinguish us. In our personal life, in also in our ministry, we must take our ministry life serious. In conclusion, as we conclude, the Bible admonishes that we should be not be wary in doing the right thing. We must continually do the right thing. We must continually do the right thing. Galatians chapter 1, verse Galatians chapter 6, verse 9. He said, We should not be wary in doing the right things. Because in due time, we shall reap or whatever we have sold. Let's be, let's be on our feet. Let's say, Father, let's be on our feet. 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 Because the Lord is about to open our windows of heaven. He will open our windows tonight. Let's be on our feet. Let's be on our feet. Let's say, Father, Open the windows of over me. Open the windows of over my business. Father, open the windows of over me. Father, open the windows of over me. Let there be a lens of wisdom, Ola. Let there be a lens of knowledge, Ola. Father, open the windows of over me. Father, open the windows of over me. Wherever I be lacking, Father, open the windows of heaven. Father, open the windows of over my business. Open the windows of over my career. Open the windows of over my business. Father, open the windows of over my life. Father, let there be open of open of windows. Over my children, open the windows of heaven. Give them wisdom, knowledge, understanding. Let them be distinguished them in their studies. Distinguished them in their career. Father, they them in their ministry. Father, they them wherever they are. Father, open the windows of our Let them be open.